Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Believe in Hockey Prospects. My name is Luke Lagrano. And I'm Jess Rubenstein, wishing all of our Jewish brothers and sisters a happy new year. This is Believe in Hockey Prospects, the show all about discussing the future stars in the game of hockey. We believe in the future. Do you believe? This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The most exciting series in sports, the Stanley Cup Finals, is upon us at last. And what better way to enjoy the best time in hockey than the chance to win some cash while you watch? And that's where Bet Online comes in. Whether it's tonight's game, how many games the series will go, or dozens of personalized prop bets, Bet Online has you covered. So head to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. This week, we will discuss the IIHF's major updates to their tournaments and two departures from a college hockey powerhouse. But first, USA Hockey has announced its 2020 Hall of Fame class. The four new members to be inducted into the Hall of Fame include Coach Dean Blay, Tony Granato, Jenny Potter, and Jerry York. Blay is known for his time at North Dakota, leading them to two national championships and helping Team USA to its first gold medal at the 2010 IIHF World Junior Championship. Granado is known for his incredible collegiate career at Wisconsin and 13-year career in the NHL, as well as his coaching career behind the bench for multiple NHL teams, Team USA in the 2018 Olympics, and he remains the head coach at his alma mater in Wisconsin. Potter is known for her incredible playing career where she won a national championship during her time at Minnesota Duluth and has amassed 14 medals as a member of Team USA, five of which were gold medals from her performance in Olympic and World Championship play. Potter is now serving on USA Hockey's board of directors. And finally, York is known for his incredible career at Boston College. York has done it all. The all-time leader in wins, the NCAA tournament wins. He's got four titles, wins to his name, and he's recorded 22 winning seasons in his 26 campaigns with the Eagles. A lot of great names here, Jess. How do you think the 2020 class stacks up? Well, you know, I really do think this is a pretty impressive class. Coach Blaise. I loved what he did with USA Hockey. He's the guy that helped lead uh, the United States to their first gold medal, you know, their most recent one. Built a program at uh, Nebraska-Omaha where everybody thought that wasn't possible. Tony Granato, uh, he's rebuilding at Wisconsin. He's a hell of a player, and you love this guy. Jenny Potter should have been in this group two years ago. I mean... No offense to USA Hockey or the people who name these things. I know this is going to drive people crazy. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. Women's hockey still is being kind of disrespected. There's a lot of really great women that are out there that should be in here. It doesn't have to have one woman, three men. Come on. And Jerry York, Jerry York doesn't need any words of praise. I mean, his record speaks for itself. This dude was just such a great coach. The number of players that he sent to the NHL, what a class act he is. I mean, it's really a a really good class. I wish there were more women in it. One day we might see that happen. 
Absolutely, Jess. How could you not love any of these four? Coach Blay has escalated the level of competition anywhere he's gone. North Dakota has always been one of the most competitive programs in college hockey. A lot of that credit goes to him, especially at Omaha and in Team USA. Same could be sent for Granado, a fantastic player. And again, Wisconsin has been consistently an incredible team in the college hockey Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. He's got a lot of work at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I don't like the job he's done there. You don't? No! Well, just think of all the talented players that have come and gone in Wisconsin just recently. Think. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I think he did a bad job with Andre Miller. I thought Miller was misused by Granado there. I mean, he was using him as a forward. The Wisconsin has struggled to win the last couple of years. I'm not, I loved Granado as a player, loved him as a player, but I did not like the job that he did with Miller and a couple of other players at Wisconsin. He's got some work to do there. Compared to the other two coaches, no offense, Tony, you can't carry their job. These guys are like real legends. You were a great player. They weren't. But coaching, little so-so. He's only been four years at Wisconsin, and I can't disagree with you there, Jess. Wisconsin had a very shaky year last year. But guys like Turcott, Caulfield, Miller's not a bad player. Dylan Holloway is going to go in the mid-first round this year. He's got some talent to him. You don't get the Wisconsin job just by being some schlep off the street. you got to earn it, and I think he's earned it. And let's go back to women's hockey. Jess, you said it before. I think it's an absolute shame that some people probably don't know who Jenny Potter is. And that's because women's hockey hasn't been in the national spotlight until the past few years since they've collaborated with the NHL. But 14 medals, Jess, I can't even imagine what that's like. The only trophy I got in my closet is from being a bench player on my sixth grade basketball team. Imagine having 14 medals to your name. You don't just slip into that. You need some serious talent. She's one of the all-time greats. Finally gets the spot she deserves. Thank you. No, serious, thank you. Because that's exactly what needs to be said. We, we put guys in the Hall of Fame, don't even have even one medal. And this woman, what a great talent she was. What a, what a role model, you know? The one thing that really gets me about the women's hockey program is that those ladies, I'm not trying to make a pitch for fandom or anything like that, I became a big fan of, of women's hockey in the Olympics, I'd say about maybe 10 years ago, because I watch how hard these women work. Yet it takes forever for, for somebody to recognize them for what they do. And Jenny Potter, like I said, she should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago. 14 titles. Come on. A lot of kids nowadays are growing up with Kendall Coyne Schofield. I remember when I started following women's hockey, Amanda Kessel was my gal. But Jenny Potter is one of the all-time greats. And she's fantastic, Jess. But Jerry York is the living legend, man. He is the face of college hockey. He's been in the Hockey Hall of Fame already. He's been in a bunch of different Hall of Fames. I guess that's your trivia question, everyone at home. How many different Hall of Fames is Jerry York in? I bet you can count them on two hands. Well, actually, the better question is, which one isn't he in? <laughs> you know? What he did, 49 years as a Division One coach, 27 with Boston College. Yes, he's got four championships. But the other thing I think that, that they don't include, they never include is the graduation rate. I think that when we talk about college coaches, I think we should include that, you know, he won X number of games. He did this. He did that. But, you know, Jerry York, just about every player – that's ever played for him walked away with the degree and we forget about 
this is college hockey. You're supposed to be going to school, too. Jeez, it's like five, six years ago, Chris Kreider was at Boston College, and he missed a class. He missed a game. York's at him. He doesn't have a problem. Jerry York, I think they should rename the Coach of the Year Award after him. You give me a reason why not, but I can give you a 100 reasons why they should. I mean, he's had two Hobie Baker Award winners, 18 first-round draft picks. You tell me a better coach than, than Jerry York. People think Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach in Massachusetts history. I think Jerry York is earned I think Jerry York has earned the right to be in that conversation. A huge congratulations to him and the rest of the 2020 class for the USA Hockey Hall of Fame. They've all earned it. Next up, the International Ice Hockey Federation has announced multiple updates for upcoming tournaments. The cancellations include the 2021 U18 Women's World Championship and all other women's U18 tournaments and the lower division tournaments in the men's U20 category. IIHF President Renee Fassell said in a statement that the reason for the cancellations stems from the inability to have competition bubbles provided by lower division tournament organizers. The 2021 World Junior Championship is now scheduled to be held at Rogers Place in Edmonton, the current home of the Stanley Cup Final, where the teams will be placed in a bubble. The IHF has also stated that at this time, the 2021 Men's and Women's World Championships, as well as the Men's U18 tournaments, will be unaffected by these cancellations. Another big hit to international hockey, Jess. What were your thoughts when you heard this news the first time? Money, 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 money. Very simple. They weren't going to cancel out of Canada because every time the junior tournament is played in Canada or the U.S., it puts a ton of money in the IIHS pocketbooks. It's a huge revenue draw for them. That's why they're going to have this juicy little bubble. My question is, where are they going to find competitive teams? I mean, they didn't have, or I know Team USA did not have its summer showcase, which is their start. Neither did Sweden. I mean, yeah, you could probably name teams. But I think they're going to just kind of like hodgepodge put them together. If we're not having competitive hockey before this tournament, this tournament will be a joke, honestly. Some people are playing over in Europe right now, but the U.S. and Canada, they're right now so far behind when it comes to conditioning and training camp. It's going to be an ugly tournament for North American teams. So first off, my heart goes out to the girls on this one. Like we said before, Jess, women's hockey has only started to be getting a lot more recognition very, very recently. So to cut all these tournaments out of the program is a big hit for them. It hurts the game. Let's just find that say it. it hurts the game. But you said it already. This is a financial thing more than anything. So many places have taken such a massive financial hit from this pandemic. It's hard to put the blame on anyone. But the big thing for me is that I've got a tough time believing that those other tournaments who are supposed to be unaffected are totally out of the woods yet. Maybe the world championships, you know, I think we're going to be okay with. But the U-20 and the U-18 tournaments... Those are young adults, and those are essentially kids, and kids aren't the most responsible people in the world. Let's just get right down to it. There's a lot of time in between now and then. We've got plenty of time for things to get better. There's also a lot of time for things to get worse. So I'm sorry to see those tournaments that have already gotten canceled be completely ruled out of play, but I'm not so sure, and I think I'm going to hold my breath on those other tournaments being guarantees right now. The thing that I, I think a lot of people in North America are not going to realize is that the rest of the world, they don't care about the Stanley Cup. 
to the United States and Canada because of the National Hockey League, neither side sends a strong team because it's usually made up of players of teams that either didn't make the playoffs or were eliminated in the first round. But for the rest of the world, basically that's it. The world championship is the world championship. The only thing that tops that is the gold medal at the Olympics. It's wrong. The women's tournament, that's kind of lame. I mean, some of the best games I watched last year was U.S. versus Canada. The sad thing about it is until the red women's hockey starts making a good coin, they're going to wind up being in, you know, in second or third place. We'll have to see how those play out, but we have one more story today. Cornell has lost two of its players as they decided to forego next season for different ventures in their career. Avalanche draft pick forward Matthew Steinberg has signed with the BCHL's West Kelowna Warriors, and defenseman Alex Green has signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL. Cornell was the number one team ranked in the Ushaw poll at the end of the 2019-20 season. Those two players are our first college hockey signing since the qualifying round, Jess. What do you think this means going forward for the college hockey season as a whole? We've got a couple of cases. All right, Green, he signed his entry-level contract. I, I understand what he's doing. I mean, he can't wait until next spring to, you know, to play his senior season and then risk possibly getting injured. I think right now he might as well sign his entry level. They're talking about teams having a training camp in November, December. So he gets he gets a head start on his pro career. So why not? I mean, it's kind of strange. On the other hand, with Steinberg, who actually is going backwards. I mean, he's going back to junior A for a year. That's usually a sign that a player is going to transfer. Steinberg didn't really have a great freshman year. Man, like maybe, you know, 15 points in, in 27 games. Uh, going back to the BCHL is a more wide-open game. He's a Colorado pick, so he's going to probably look to sign with them, you know, after next season. But not a good thing to see. You're right. It makes sense for Alex Green. Listen, the Tampa Bay Lightning are about to start the Stanley Cup Finals. They've really hammered home the fact that they are going to be one of the top organizations in the NHL for the foreseeable future. So I think he made the right decision moving on. Really weird with Steinberg, though. Like you said, you know, Cornell is this fantastic team. You know, he just wasn't putting in the minutes like the other guys were. And then we have guys like Mario Lemieux's son at Arizona State has said that he wants to go play golf. Could you imagine Bronny James going up to LeBron James, Jess, and said, hey, Dad, I think basketball's not it for me. I want to go play soccer. That's what this feels like. And to see that college hockey might be taking a huge hit, kids are leaving left and right, I thought it was over back in the qualifying round. I thought we'd see some players stick it out as time progressed. The college hockey season became a little more realistic as the days went on. But we're seeing more kids leave, and I don't think we're done, Jess. And I think that if kids are willing to leave Cornell, who's the number one team in the nation, who says kids aren't going to leave the smaller schools and the other schools who may not have as good of a chance to win this COVID Frozen Four championship. I totally agree. And I think come draft time, I really truly believe this year, if you're somebody that was going to go to college or you've got your freshman year in and you're drafted, say, first couple of rounds, I think you might see a lot of kids jumping because they go October, the draft, probably all of the teams have some kind of rookie camp right after the draft. And it's a week-long thing. They find out if you're not playing right now and you're willing to make your own way to these camps, 
and somebody says to you, I think we can use you, you know, you want your entry-level contract, I think you're going to see a lot of kids opt out of college this year because why wait? You know, I understand everybody was excited. They love the hockey that the NHL is doing right now with the Stanley Cup finals and all that other stuff. But look at it. Luke, we're in the middle of September. We still haven't finished last season. College hockey isn't going to start till maybe January if they're lucky. So a kid could say, you know what? I'm tired of playing for free. Give me the money. I'm leaving school. And I think we'll see a lot of that. It's hard to make predictions, Jess. One and dones aren't that big of a thing in college hockey. We normally see it in college basketball. Do you think one and dones become the new big thing in college hockey? Two and done is already the big thing in college hockey. Keandre Miller, the best example. So after his sophomore year, gone. And I'd be surprised if, you know, we talked about Dylan Holiday of Wisconsin. I think if he's taken, say, in the mid-teens, so the first round, he's going to leave Wisconsin. The lure of the money is going to be just too great. I mean, why am I playing Why am I playing college hockey when there's an entry-level contract with my name on it waiting for me? Unless teams tell somebody we want you to develop, you're going to see a Dylan Holiday leave school. That's going to do it for us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Prospect Park for Jess, at Luke Lagrano for myself. Tweet us. How did we do this episode? Did you agree with us or did you disagree with us? We want to hear from you. If you liked this episode, be sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to another episode of Believe in Hockey Prospects. My name is Luke Lagrano. My name is Jess Rubenstein. Thank you for spending your time with us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We hope to see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.